Hi, welcome to Kids Verse, a podcast created by Kids for Kids. I'm Lily. And I'm Evie. And each month we talk to people about their jobs. This week we're talking to Paul, who is a vet. Fact, the first veterinary school in the world was created in Lyon in 1761 by an equerry, Claude Bourgelais. He started up the school because the um, because the plague had ravaged cattle, and after he set up the school using science-based practices, the cows got better. We acknowledge that we are on the lands of the Wurundjeri people who have been custodians of this land for thousands of years. Hello, Paul. Hi, Lily. Hi, Evie. Thank you for talking with us today. What inspired you to become a vet? When I was young, we had all kinds of different pets. Uh, I had grandparents that lived on a farm as well. So we had cattle, horses, goats um, at my grandparents' house. And then at home with my mom and dad, we had everything, dogs and cats and lizards and gerbils. I had a sugar glider when I was a kid. Um, You name it, we had it at some point. And I really like animals. I like the fact that being a vet is kind of like having to solve a puzzle every day because it's different than being a human doctor where a, uh, a patient can tell you what they're feeling or how their, their pain is or what's their stomach like if they're feeling like a stomach upset, but a dog can't really tell you that. A cat can't really speak to you. So I like getting to play, play puzzle. It's like a mystery every time. I really enjoy that part. We, ha- we have pets that just suddenly they get sick or they're just not well. And, you know, we have um, a lot of uh, extra tools basically that the day, like a daytime or a general practice vet doesn't have. And I actually, when I was in the United States, I worked at a place kind of like the one that a man is at with a lot of specialists, a lot of different doctors. We had veterinarians that worked on skin and a cardiologist that did heart, uh, heart medicine. And they had surgeons and eye doctors for pets, you name it. I mean, we had it. So that's the difference is we have the ability to like bring all these specialty groups together and yeah, put them in one under one roof. You have any pets of your own? I have a dog called Rick and some fish. You know, I do actually have a pet. Um, I just moved here from the United States about six months ago. And I unfortunately was not able to bring my dog Tilly over with me. Um, she's back home with some family, but I have a boxer. Um, she's about eight years old. She's an absolute crazy, insane boxer, always gets the zooms and runs around the house and just is so excited. The nicest dog that I've ever had. Um, So yeah, I miss her quite a bit. It would be nice to have her here. But I think I might be doing a bit of fostering of some kittens really soon. So that's how I'm going to spend my time. What is the funniest or weirdest thing you've had to do when you've been a vet? I think the funniest thing that I saw is we had this really young golden retriever. He was probably two years old and he had been vomiting a lot. He'd been vomiting a couple days in a row and his owner was really worried. So they brought him into our vet clinic. We did an examination on him and he seemed like he was really nauseous. He was drooling a lot. Um, So we recommended to take an x-ray of his stomach and we got our answer immediately. Because when we did the x-ray, we actually saw the outline of a plastic or a rubber duck that was sitting right in his stomach. So we could actually see the outline and the the silhouette of this rubber duck. And it was sitting upright, facing forward. It was perfect. Um, And luckily, we were able to go in and do surgery and just remove the duck. And he was fixed.
It was very simple. And we have no idea how he ate this. I mean, it was probably a seven or eight centimeter tall rubber duck and he got it all the way down into his stomach. What is the weirdest animal or creature you've helped? When I was in vet school, and this was probably six or seven years ago, we had an ostrich that came in. We had somebody in my hometown that was uh, raising ostriches and he was so big, we had to actually bring him into the horse side of the clinic when I was a vet student. So we brought him in and he was coughing and he actually had pneumonia and we had to keep him in one of the horse paddocks along with the other horses. So you'd see in the, the large animal side of our vet school, a lot of horses sticking their heads out every morning and then you'd see this ostrich poking its head out to get feed or get attention. It was really, really fun to treat. Is it hard putting animals down? It is really sad. Um, it's more sad whenever I see families there together and they're very upset. You know, they've had a pet for a really long time because it's like having a family member. You know, I'm sure, Evie, you're, you think of Brick just like your brother or sister. You're just like having a sibling. So it's really hard to see people lose that part of their family. But I also have to, and I have to remind people that it's so much better for an animal to be put to sleep peacefully instead of them having to pass away in a painful way or in a natural way that can be really tough and, and really um, with a, a great deal of suffering. So for us to be able to help a pet pass in a peaceful way is a really important part of our job. And it's very important for the vet to help the family through that and to make it peaceful for not only the animal, but also for the people that are there. If a kid is interested in becoming a vet, what do they need to do? I think the most important thing is that you have to really, really love the job because there are going to be really hard days. Like you just asked the question about putting animals to sleep. There are really tough parts of the job. Um, so you have to be able to deal with the happy parts, like playing with puppies and getting, uh, you know, to cuddle kittens and things. But then there's this, there's a tough part as well. So if you really, really love animals, you'll be able to do that without a problem. You have to be very diligent. You have to study really hard. You have to make sure that you're focused whenever you go through school. And if you can do those things and you'll, you'll be able to achieve that dream of being a vet, it really just comes down to your willingness to work hard. And you also have to be very caring and compassionate. If you're someone that is able to comfort people and able to comfort pets, I think that that's a really helpful thing. What did you want to be when you were our age? Well, I wanted to be a vet. Yeah. Um, I wanted to either be a veterinarian or I wanted to be a park ranger. I grew up close to a wildlife preserve in, in the United States. And I always dreamed of being one of the people that helped to manage the wildlife. We had a lot of buffalo um, and elk and deer and lots. We actually had bobcats and cougars and these big cats that lived on this preserve. And I in some way, I always wanted to work with animals, whether they were wild animals or if they were owned animals. So it's always been something to do with animals, nothing else. I can't see it any other way. Thank you for letting us speak to you. No problem. Happy to be here. Thanks for listening to Kids First. Tell your friends all about it. You can contact us at kidsverse.com.au or via Twitter at kids underscore verse.